The agony. Oh. Let's get it, y'all. Put some trouble, lady. Where's my bourbon at, man? That's fine. That's what all the people say. You were riding high in April. Shot down in November. <laughs> but I know I'm gonna change the tune. This is a new low here under construction. When I, oh, I messed it up. I messed it up. The, the trap is coming in June. Oh, man. That's life, though. To a tongue of a lower. Stuff Come just on. doesn't go right. Just when you think you got it in the bag, it just doesn't go right. It was a very Charlotte week. It was a very Charlotte week. Carolina is going to Carolina. We had it All in the, the bag three times this week. Three times. And we ended up going 0-5 this week. All together. Woo! And it's just... At least the team in Raleigh's winning. It, at least the team in Raleigh's winning. And you know what? We're going to continue not to even cover them. Because if we start covering them, they'll they'll lose. Lose. they might start losing too. So we actually going to leave them alone. We're going to let them do their own thing. Go Hurricanes. <laughs> We're going to let them do their own thing. So We got to make that trip, fellas. It's, it's, I, yeah, I, I think March, February, March time frame, towards the end of the year or that sounds good. playoffs you, coming Jamal? up. Yeah, man, whatever. You cool? <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Under Construction, y'all. I'm your host, uh, Vince, your bearded realtor. To my left, always, is uh, Roddy Rob Paz Richardson. What it do? What's up? What's up, Roddy? And uh, to my right is uh, normally our angry black fan, but I think we're going to go with Jamal, the sad black fan, uh, Darby today. So, Jamal, what's happening? Hello, everybody. What's happening, Captain? Now, I know this is a sports podcast primarily, and I know that Charlotte gave us a very bad week. I know that the Hornets gave us a very bad week, and Carolina said, hold my beer. <laughs> but we don't have to be what they are right now. We can still be happy. We can still be jolly. I'm a winner. I'm always it's, happy. It's, it's, it's the holiday <laughs> season, you know? Oh, I missed out on the plug. It's holiday season. Hey. Like, no, okay. no, no, <laughs> no, Jamal, Jamal, what's it's going on? Not holiday on, man? season. Thanks, Jamal. Jamal how's it going? I'm here, man. All right, so, so, how was your week? How was your week? It sucked. It sucked. Why did yeah. did Florida State win this week? The bye week one. The bye week. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Bye week. Are y'all bowl? Are y'all bowl eligible? Because yeah. the 49ers are bowl eligible. No, nah, we we actually are bowl eligible. I think we're I think we're going to the church's chicken bowl or something. <laughs> I don't know. At least it's not the Popeye sandwich bowl. Uh, the the family family bowl. <laughs> I think it's the Zips Car Wash bowl or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> Roger, what's up, man? Well, how how was your week, bro? Uh, pretty good, man. I just, just got back into town to, to, to this actually this morning from a wedding in Columbia. Uh shout out to Sade Lamont. Uh, my family, we we all had we broke bread together this weekend. Saw saw your union. Uh, played with the kids. We had an awesome time. How many weddings have you been to this year? Uh, three. Look, <laughs> I don't know what type of friends you got. I don't know how you've made the friends you got. But like, however they come about, like just keep that energy over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I have Ron, I I Ronnie has two friends more weddings. Can, Ronnie has friends who can afford to be married. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Yo, Rodney be like, hey, y'all, I'm not going to be here next week. We're going to Spain. Like, I got yeah, friends right. getting ready in Spain. And then he come back. And then, like, three days later, you see him on Facebook, like, flying out to Toronto or something. Like, yeah. With the window seat. <laughs> I, I need Rodney, like, man. I'm poor. <laughs> with, with an Audi. All right, Jamal. What, oh, what's up, man? Jamal. What's up? How was your week, man? Can, can we just do the culture segment this week, man? Like, no, how was your no, week? Ain't no culture segment. <laughs> uh, it's all sports. It's all why? Carolina sports. Why? It's all because it's, it's what we why? doing this week. It's why? what we gonna do. Is there is, is there anything to talk about? It's a lot to talk. Is there a lot? To it's talk a lot about? to talk about. Wide right. I got to think about, about that. I got to right. be professional this week. I mean, you do what you do. Now, I will tell you this: when when I upload these videos to YouTube, they do ask a question if this is like for kids or not. So I just put that out. I mean, do what you do, though. But Man, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to get into Shifting it. Shifting gears. So we're, we're, we're about an hour past um, our our lovable Carolina Panthers uh, completing their, their third straight loss um, so far. After losing in the Superdome to the New Orleans Saints um, by last second field goal, Drew Brees, they drove the entire length of the field. The entire length of the field. 
But hey, that's 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 the Carolina way, right? Carolina way. So Cal Allen, who I have to give my props to this week, I gotta tip my hat to Cal Allen. Uh, 23 of 36 for 256 yards, three touchdowns, and absolutely no turnovers. He he fumbled one time. It got recovered. He okay, fumbled. okay, my bad. I missed that. He, he has to fumble every week. Okay, so. I, I missed the butterfingers, but yeah. still, he nice bounce back game yeah. for Cal Allen. Um, CMC did what CMC do. Um, he only had 64 yards, but he he left his mark on the game. And uh, DJ Moore, who I think is really, really starting to come into his own right now, finished the game with six catches, 126 yards, and uh, two two touchdowns. So, you know, I always typically throw out the uh, offensive stats. I'm really getting into the defense, and uh, I kind of let you guys get into that. But, uh, Jamal, like, give me your initial thoughts on, on today's game. Um, I think we all have to eat some crow on Kyle Allen. I think he played, agreed, agreed. I think he played a hell of a game. Um I think he showed some resiliency, especially after the first quarter. Um, I I know as an observer, I almost mentally checked out of that game because after last week, man, and after this week of Charlotte sports, let's get that clear. I, I was just like, I can't take anymore. I I I don't know, I don't know what kind of person Queen Charlotte was, man. But she must have been a harlot or something because this is some, this man just said harlot. This is, this is some painful stuff, man. Anyway, back to the game. Um, I, I thought I, I didn't think Christian McCaffrey touched the ball enough. If that sounds crazy, okay. like seriously, 60, nice. 64 yards is like it's pedestrian, especially for him. I think we're more effective when he gets over a hundred yards. However, DJ Moore having a game he did, maybe we just didn't need McCaffrey as much as we thought we Ooh. did. Um, I do have a minor beef. Uh, with North Turner. Um, I do think he called a good game, but when it came down to uh, plays within the five-yard line, uh, goal line situations, I think I thought he was terrible. I thought it was uh, wildly predictable. Um, and it came back to bite us in the ass, man. And let, let me let me go on record and issue a public apology to Graham Gano. Graham Gano, I am sorry for every negative thing I've ever said about you, man. Please heal up and get well soon. I do not advocate violence against people who play sports, <laughs> but um, Graham Gano, just get well soon. I'll just leave it at that, man. What you got, Rodney? Follow up. Um, I wish our defense played two halves. Uh, we got gashed in the first half by Latavius Murray. We, we, we pretty much kept Alvin Kamara in check. We gave up 7.9 yards per rush, man. You you, you're not going to win like that. You're not going to win, especially in, at the Superdome. So... Um, I like the adjustments that were made after halftime, defensive-wise. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Eric Reed. You can't cover worth a damn, but you sure can tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he led the team with 15 tackles a day. In nice. uh, that clutch fourth fourth down tackle against uh, Alvin Kamara. But and I think, Joey Sly, man. Well, in my bad for cutting you off, I'll give it right back to you. I, 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 I don't like celebrating Eric Reed leading the team in tackles. Because your safety saying, cannot yeah, lead the team. Exactly. I I want I want to get back to Luke Keekley having fifteen tackle days. That that's he's, it's it's, it's we, we we're not getting that rush up front. He, he's he's getting chipped off, man. He only had six tackles today. And you know it's funny that you say that because there was one play in the first half today where it felt like Drew Brees had like two weeks to throw the ball, mm-hmm. and I think Michael Thomas caught the ball coming uh, dragging across the field. And we made all these offseason moves and acquisitions to bolster up our front seven, and we aren't getting pressure I'm, on nobody. I'm glad you brought that up because there was also a situation where they split Alvin Kamara uh, out wide. Yeah. And I and I have always thought to myself, why don't the Panthers do that with McCaffrey more often? And I answer my own question because when you do that, when you split your running back out wide, you're going to need uh, stout protection up front. We don't have don't that. Have we're not gonna have time to do that. So, I, 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 it must be nice, man. I, I saw, I saw the Saints do it, and it, and it worked a couple of times. It was just like, man, with the offensive line, I, it's, it's, it's almost like it's tragic. It's, man. Tra- yeah, man. It is, it's such a shame we can't u- utilize McCaffrey even more than it, we do. I mean, at, at this point, the offensive line is, is basically franchise, um, franchise. It's, it's, uh, the franchise has not put. Adequate offensive line there for the past four years, man. It's it's getting ridiculous. We had injuries today. 
We can't block anybody. We, we, we don't have the maulers. We, 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 can't, I, we can't even run on the goal line. I'll be fair about that. Because I, I can't say it's for lack of not trying. Because, it, you know, they went out and got Matt Paradise. They, they drafted Little. They drafted Daly. But they're just but, missing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how many first-rounders have we drafted? I, None. But here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you a perfect example. When we, I, I think it was the year we drafted Luke. I might be wrong on this. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy named Morgan Moses available. And, oh, yeah. and I remember everybody was like, man, you got to go get that dude. And whoever we drafted ended up being better than Morgan Moses. So the point I'm trying to make is you can't reach for it either, man. You get what I'm saying? So the, the Panthers have been in this precarious situation where it's like, all right, we got to draft the best dude instead of drafting for need. And they still drafted for need, and it's still not working. True. So I can't say they're not trying, man. Sometimes we got to be objective with draft picks like the Hornets sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it just don't work. You can criticize in hindsight, but I can say just, yeah, just, it just don't work. You just so miss let me ask you this. Man. With with so many holes that we have in our offensive line, do you guys think we could probably hide some of those deficiencies by changing up our offensive scheme? Gotta talk to North about that. Talk North. Well, what what type of offensive system would you guys like to see? Well, see, the thing is, when you have a bad offensive line, the first, I don't know, system that comes to mind is a West Coast offense. Agreed. Um, I think Kyle Allen would, would actually be a good fit for that. Because yeah. all he does is throw in between the numbers yeah, and right. the slant route. You, you yeah. get what I'm saying? I, and I, I don't see that as a bad idea, but, you know, we don't have – I miss the days where our offense was simple in this way. Back in the Jake days – it was hand it off, off hand it off, hand it off throw. throw it deep because we had time to do it. We had an offensive line to to, to do that. These days, man, it's – Could you imagine Christian McCaffrey playing behind that offensive line? Lord have mercy, <laughs> man. Jeez, Louise, man. Dog, so, if Steven Davis, who ran a 5-2, could, could, could be that productive, imagine what Christian McCaffrey would So, speaking done. of uh, the number five, uh, we we there, there, are, there are five points out there that the Panthers could have scored today that we just – Lord, you, don't say, bitch, you don't say, bitch. You don't say. You don't say. So, so Rodney, you were actually getting there. You was getting to that earlier. So, do you want to expound a little bit more on, on our rookie uh, place kicker? I'm going to echo what Jamal said. Uh, Graham Gano. Uh, we're, we're sorry, I, I, man. I apologize for uh, bad-mouthing you uh, earlier this year and calling for uh, Slide to take your job. Uh, I hope you get well soon from your knee surgery, and we will see you next year. And also, uh, you can't trust a Virginia Tech hockey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 look, man, I don't like hindsight. Y'all know I don't. However, it needs to be said. Harrison Butker could have been on his team. Ooh. So. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so. Seventh round, right, Jeff? There, was a, there sure. was a sighting today that I don't think a lot of people realized. Um, he goes by the name of Brian Burns. Uh, I think he made one. I'm sorry, who? Play. Exactly, exactly. Any idea where he's been, why he's been, where he's been, and why hasn't he been on the field? I think Rodney has a good theory on this. I think I think I know what you're gonna say. Yep, you know, <laughs> you know me. I think they're protecting him because he hurt that that shoulder. I mean, not the shoulder, but the wrist was hurt more than we were led on to believe. And you know and how the Panthers are with injuries. There's a common theme here. <laughs> and so you know Ron, how they so are. I'm just gonna pay him five or ten snaps. Um, just. <laughs> Next year is the year. That's all I got to say. Next year is the true year. And ain't it funny how we we don't see Brian Burns for like what last two three weeks? Two three weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. And yeah. look at the trend on defense, and then look at the trend on defense when he actually had snaps in the second half. Exactly. So hello. I don't know. I don't know. But like speaking of uh, defense, I'm actually gonna shift the subject a little bit. Um, Eric Reed, who first off. What do you guys thought on Eric Reed's game today? Uh, can't cover worth a damn. <laughs> he had a very Dante Jackson-like game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom a bus. Boom a bus. <laughs> no, he got beat on the route so bad that after he regained his composure and caught up with the receiver, he turned around to track the ball, and he couldn't find the ball because the receiver had the ball in the end zone <laughs> celebrating already. That's how bad Eric Reed was in coverage today. And and, and also, to me, if, if he was in the correct placement on that last Drew, Drew Reed's heave in the end zone, he could have had an interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave yeah. that one alone. And, and, and it's crazy because with as bad as he is in coverage, he makes so many plays in the box. See, that, that, that's the problem with the Panthers, too. We I, I don't think we're great at developing young players. Rashawn Golden should have been playing. Uh, 
what's the guy name? Uh, Trey Boston is the same way. He's a good thumper, but you you, you can't have two safeties that are not good in coverage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that, that that's part of our downfall too. Who have below average speed, by the way, because they're not the fastest guys either, man. So they don't cover a lot of ground. With, and, and like Roddy said, you just can't have two safeties that play the exact same way. You're gonna get this a lot, man. You know. So. Do you guys think Eric Reed needs to focus a little bit more on his <laughs> gameplay and a little less on his activism? Um, <laughs> I'll let you go first of all. Come on now, let's go. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. What's my favorite saying? Optics matter. Optics are everything. So when you're in Atlanta with your boy, basically, what, less than 24 hours before the, before your, your game here in Charlotte, and you go out there and you stink it up, how are we supposed to back you up, man? How like how are we supposed to defend that? You get what I'm saying? So optics mean a lot, man. It's not a good look right now, man. It's real it's it's not a good look right now when you're very vocal, which I don't have a problem with. But in but the reality is when you're vocal and you're talking every week, but then you don't have best game on Sundays, you're gonna have some eyes on you, man. What you got, Rodney? Um Honestly, I'm tired of the NFL. Tired of Colin Kaepernick. I'm just tired of the whole situation. Here, here. Just, just shut up and just play. Just shut up, man. And shut up and play. He's, I mean, at this point, just play. I'm tired of Stephen A. Smith. I'm tired of Terrell Owens. I'm, I'm tired, tired of, of everything. I'm tired of everybody. You can't be tired of Terrell Owens. He like literally just showed up. I don't care. I'm still. I'm t- I don't care. Like, I'm tired like, of like, like, it's just funny to me. Like, like Tio's like, you're not black enough. I'm like, dude, like, who made you? The who boy made the you black the authority? Who <laughs> made the black America? Like, I mean. I don't agree with a lot of Stephen A. Smith what he says, but I do respect differing opinions. Stephen A. crosses the line a lot. But habitual to me, line uh, crosses. Habitual, habitual line crosses, but T.O., you're supposed to be a friend uh, to Stephen A. Address that in private. Right. I've never heard T.O. speak on a black issue ever in my, in my life. life. But can you not hold that same standard as Stephen A.? Because Stephen A. is is friends with a lot of the people that he talk about. That goes when I said I don't agree with a lot of Stephen A. what he says. But I also believe Stephen A. will tell them the same thing in private. On TV and in private so. I believe Terrell Owens would tell Stephen A. the same thing that he told him on TV uh, the other day. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Okay. So <laughs> now, since we're kind of getting on this whole act thing when it comes to Eric Reed and his unwavering support for Colin Kaepernick do you think him being so outspoken considering he is actually playing in the NFL do you think he's actually doing more good or harm right. in regards to Colin Kaepernick so I got, I got a funny little nugget man so you know while he had some some really bad plays today I'm on Twitter my buddy was like all right, Eric, you better shape up before you be unemployed like your boy. <laughs> and I didn't want to laugh at that. But at the same time, man, it, it just goes back to the point I, I really just made, man. It's like, you know, you can, you're you so vocal. Who's to say you're not on a short lease? Who's to say if you don't play for the Panthers, somebody else won't pick you up for the same reasons that they don't pick up Colin Kaepernick? Now, we don't want that to happen. You get what I'm saying? I'm definitely not, not promoting that and wanting that to happen. But we've seen Colin Kaepernick's reality. We don't want the same reality for Eric Reed. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, man, trade lightly, man. I got two <laughs> points, man. I got two points. Two points. Him campaigning for for Carolina to pick up Kaepernick at one point. How would you feel if you were Will Greer and, uh, and Kyle Allen? Right. Like, that, 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 that can cause some friction in that locker room. Mm-hmm. It's best to like, hey, he just needs a job. Don't like, I, he needs to be here. I'm chill, chill out. I, I got you. Right. And, then, and then also, another, just another thing, man. I, I wish Colin was more outspoken about himself. I, I, I wish, I wish I can hear him speak more. Like, talk to us more. Tell us what you want. Like, I, I wish he was more out there. Be, because, because the popular word this week was transparency, right? Everybody was using the word transparency. Transparency. Oh, he changed the narrative. No, he didn't change the narrative. Nothing was very, nothing was very transparent to me this week. No. Man. You get what I'm saying? And that just, I'm just alluding to your point. Like, if you want to be transparent, you need to talk more. You need to defend your position a lot more. So there's no questions to be asked. So, like, like, like I, 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 I like, how, I like What you, what you stood on is admirable. I mean. <sighs> But, I, I, I don't want to hear Nessa. 
I don't want to hear Eric Reed. Right. I don't want to hear other people. I want to hear you, my dude. Right. And like, and, I don't want to hear and, Miko and, Grimes. <laughs> and, and, and like, and like people always say like he made the sacrifice. Da, 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 da. No man, he, he he got money still. Like. He got a settlement. Let's be clear. He got the Nike. But the settlement had nothing to do but he got with the Nike. activism. It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. But he, he got the Nike deal too, man. But how does that justify what has happened to him? Nothing. I mean, it, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just. It doesn't. I, I, what what I think what Rodney was saying, what I was saying is like either way, he still won. Something. He still won. He's still <laughs> now, a winner at the end of the not, day, man. That, he didn't that, lose everything. That's not the same as saying we're letting the NFL off the hook. He didn't. He didn't lose. Muhammad Ali lost everything. How so? He went to jail. Okay, he lost his freedom. Because he went to jail. Okay. And and when he went to jail, he was he obviously was not allowed to box. And and when he finally was allowed to box again, it was obvious he had lost his step. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick still lost his livelihood. He still lost his way of life. Even, and the, the settlement had nothing to do with him kneeling and protesting. No, 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 no. no. This is my thing. This is my thing. Even with the settlement, like, good for you guys. I'm happy for you. Like, if, if, this is my issue. If, 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 if there was some systemic racism going on within the NFL, expose that mug. Don't, 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 don't sign a hush-hush. Expose. I everything. agree with that. I agree Expose with that. Expose everything. Like, like, like. If, if you're gonna be in, be all the way in. Help everybody. Right. I agree with that. But see, I and I and I honestly think we're at a point right now that Colin Kaepernick honestly cannot do anything with, without being criticized because he from everybody. He, he every took every side. He took side. the sell, he took the settlement, and you know you're right here saying that like why take the settlement? Why not expose him? But if he refuses to take a settlement, then the narrative is well you really don't want to play for the NFL because you had a chance to settle I mean, and you're choosing to continue it's, it's to sue. It's a slippery it's a, slope. It's a slippery slope. Man. I mean, and and that that goes back to this past week. Where where everybody was all about transparency. He he got the invitation to work out with like less than a week notice and all that good stuff. And it was the NFL was trash for that one too. <laughs> and I mean, on, 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 usually the workouts happen on a Tuesday. Yeah 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 yeah. You're yeah. gonna hold a workout on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah yeah. Right. With a, less than a week's notice. And it was and and, <laughs> and it was damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because if he goes if he goes and work out, even though it's a sham workout, like he misses out because. He's he's doing it to to the end of, by the he's playing by the NFL rules essentially. Yeah. But if he recognizes that this is BS and he chooses not to, then you get the well he really doesn't yeah. want to play. Otherwise, he would have worked out. I just have, I have one last question about okay. Tom Kaepernick. You think he can play kicker? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. So you think he has some college eligibility left? So he can play kicker for Florida State. He can't. He can't. He can't go back right. and play for Florida State. He can't go play for Florida State. He can't do that. You got one more Florida State joke. But since we got so many questions, um, I want to talk about our owner, uh, Mr. David Tepper. He did an interview this week, a press conference, mind you, and he's pretty frustrated with the overall lack of success. By the Panthers. Going into today's game with the Saints, an article came out basically saying that Ron is on the hot seat and that Ron is basically um, on a, what, six-game job interview right now. So what do you guys feel about some of his comments, some of the things that are coming out right now? Um, it was Monday. It was uh, a pretty uncommon thing. It was a pretty uncommon thing when the owner actually uh, – holds a press conference, and it was off record, completely off record and impromptu. Uh, East Coast Jerry Jones? <laughs> don't, I don't, I Please hope not. don't. I hope God. not. Please But um, I think he had to say a lot of those things. And, and we got to look, he's playing a long game too. In a few years, he wants the stadium. And so you have to play nice with the populace to get the stadium. So what better way to, to, to play nice than like, hey, I'm committed to win, I want to win. We're going to do this, this, and this. I'm upset just like you guys. So he has to present himself as an upstanding member of the community who's just like us to get the new stadium that wow. he wants uptown. Hold that thought. <laughs> I got a question for you, but I'm going to let Jamal go first. Um, It's more of what we've been saying on this very podcast. We've been saying the seat probably is a little warm, and, and this year is, is do or die, so to speak. And it's coming to fruition, and it ain't looking so good right now. Man. <laughs> and, and, and let me say this: if, if we're if we're putting this in a six game vacuum right now, okay, 
I honestly can't fault Ron Rivera for today. Because let, let's just it, let's just say this six game interview starts today. I'm not gonna fault Ron Rivera too much because it's not his fault that that uh, his two his his two two of his best interior linemen are hurt. It's not his fault Brian Burns is hurt. It, it, it's not his fault his kicker can't make a damn 23 yard field goal or an, or a damn extra point. God, I'm getting mad thinking about it again. It, <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jamal. Thank you. So, <laughs> um. Those those are the type things I can't fault Ron Rivera for. The team looked prepared to play at least after that debacle of a first quarter they did. And I I'm sound like a broken record with this word, but they showed resiliency. And when a team does that, that means they haven't quit on you. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if we're starting there, if we're starting today, I can't fault I I can't I can't fault Ron Rivera today. I can give you. So if we finish, so to wrap this up, okay. If we finish the rest of the season competing. Like we did today, his job may be safe. And I'm glad you said because this gives me a good segue to come back to your comment. Talk to me, man. You said that Tepper basically is just playing to the masses with him having the interview, saying the things that he that he said because he's looking at the long term. So, do you honestly believe that he has no intentions of firing Ron Rivera? You got to look at it like this: Tepper's a smart man. He made billions of dollars in, in investments in, in Wall Street. He comes from the Pittsburgh tree. Pittsburgh has had three coaches since 1969. Touche. And I don't like Ron Rivera. Everybody knows that. But next year may be the real trial at this point. If, 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 if I'm Herney, I'm more concerned. I might lose my job than Ron at this point. But you got to look at it like this. He, he made a statement confirming, like, hey, man, Cam is our guy. I, I want him to come back healthy. So if Cam is back next year, we finish the year solid. And I think Rivera is still here as long as the, the actual team is still competing for him. I think Rivera will be back. He's he's an okay coach. He's an average coach. It, it, it's 8-8 eight eight with him. So considering that his all-everything quarterback has been out since week two, considering all the injuries that, that he's had this year, if if he were to get fired this season, do you think that would be fair? Yeah. Um, it's not about whether it's fair or not. Uh, the NFL is a results-oriented business, man, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It, it, it there's been a lot of unfair uh, coach firings. I think Jack Del Rio should still be a coach in the NFL because it's a lot of clowns that still have jobs. Now, I, I, I guess to, to answer that question, not quite. I don't. I don't think it'd be. Fair considering all the injury history that that the Panthers have had this season. So, and, and, and not to mention, you know, we've seen the positive side of Ron Rivera. Meaning, we've seen what this team is when when all the parts are together, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think it'd be a tad bit unfair if Ron is Ron is fired this year. Life ain't fair. It's not. not and so, yeah. so basically, you. you You've never had back-to-back winning seasons. That's why we have a segment called back-to-back winning seasons. You, you, you've been up and down. Injuries injuries occur. Every team has injuries. It's, it's how you respond to those injuries. Look, we've had the same issues for the past couple of years. Clock management, being our coach, failing to make adjustments. Those things have not changed. We, we were still doing those things on the run. Like today at the end of the first half. Clock management. If we didn't get that touchdown, we were screwed. We would have never been back. We, in we the almost game. really screwed that. We up. almost really screwed yeah. that up. I mean, it's it's. Well, they got they got a chance to get back on track next week. So uh, we playing the Redskins. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If we lose to Washington next week, is Defcon what? I'd fire Ron right after that game. We lose to the Redskins. <laughs> Defcon five. I'm sorry, really? man. I'm, no, no, that can't happen. And with that, um, we have to go pay some bills, y'all. So give us a few minutes, and we'll be right back. All right, y'all. <clears throat> so we're back. The bills are still on. Um, I have a message for the uh, Charlotte Hornets organization, their management, their staff. This is coming from a very distressed fan right now, okay? So if you guys could just bear with me for like two seconds – so I can get this letter out, okay? All right. <laughs> I should let a whole lot of things burn. 
I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> but it just it just something I gotta say, you know. I mean, you know, Charlotte, I, I love you, and I just I just feel like this is coming to an end. Hey. And and I really think it's better for me if I let it go now, than just hold on and continue to be hurt. So I think I just gotta let it burn. It's gonna burn for me to say this. It's coming from my heart. Been a long time coming. We've been being fell apart. Really wanna work yourself. <laughs> I do, but you don't think it's best we go our separate ways. <laughs> Welcome back to our lovable Hornet section, the uh, tent pick where we talk about our show. Hopefully, we won't be picking tenth this year. <laughs> we, hey, the way that this past week just went, we might be picking first. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> But look, we're just going to get right into it, well, right? since God hates Charlotte, we'll end up with the number five pick. <laughs> the, Hornets, the Hornets played four <laughs> games this past week. Uh, we started out on Monday, Jeez. losing to the Raptors 132-96. to we, we saw that. Well, that, that we, should didn't, be, we didn't call that a win. I, n- nobody had this being the Raptors, okay? That wasn't a win. Then we ended up losing to the Kyrie Irving-less Brooklyn Nets, 101-91. Then we ended up losing to the Wizards. 125 to 18 in the game in which we led by 14 points in the fourth quarter. And then we ended up losing to Zach. Let me put up 13 three pointers in the game. Levine and the Chicago Bulls, 116 to 115. After we were up by 12 in the fourth quarter, and Zach Levine literally got away with the most egregious trouble in the history of trap. No, probably not the most egregious because, like, there's James Harden, there's always LeBron. But um well, it would have been you'll a make a, you'll miss off LeBron sections right now. Don't do that. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, let's 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 talk about the Hornets last week. Um Do we just, have to? Just go. Just go. What you got, Rodney? Uh I tried to told y'all this was coming. Uh our record indicated we were overperforming what our record was. I mean it, well not the record, but the, the actual statistics. Um I'm very disappointed. Uh, of course, this reminds me of the Heat game a couple years back. Oh God! I remember this Heat game. So we were up by like five, I, I, five, four, five. And that that, that the, 20, and, and, and the twenty-four million dollar. I was at that game. <laughs> I was at the game too. I was at that game. And, and I was oh, leaving. God. I was leaving. I'm like, oh man, we got this game in the bag. And by the time I made it down the escalator, because I'm in the section eight section, by the time I made it down the escalator and looked on TV, I was like, what the. <laughs> that was the game where the White Howard got fouled, yep. but the ref didn't Never call, call it. the foul. The ref and like Buddy got the ball. Who was it? Was their center? White side. No, it wasn't White side. It, it was wasn't Olenek. It was Olenek. That's who it that was. Killing Olenek. Killing Olenek got it, and he was the one that made the shot and to win the game. It was killing Olenek. <laughs> don't, don't, for, don't forget that the Nick Batum threw the ball away. Don't forget that. Oh, part. he does. That. Oh, and we're gonna talk about Nick Batum later too. Okay, but hey, you talk about the connector. The the the, co- the coaching. <laughs> look, look, the coaching. The last second debacles. Um, all that good stuff. What's what's going on? What's what's happening? We're regressing to the mean. Uh, we're showing our age. We're a young team. Uh, Miles Bridges has been a bright spot. So has Monk and Rozier. Even though Rozier has, is, is getting all this criticism, Rozier has been playing good, averaging about 18 points a game. And, and Devontae Graham is a revelation in itself. What you got, Jamal? This is a young team that doesn't know how to win. Yep. Um, just throw the Toronto game away. Just It som- didn't happen. So, sometimes there's just games where there's just no analysis to offer. Just throw it away, man. But as far as these other games go, Here's the thing with with young teams sometimes, man. All right, you go up double digits in the fourth quarter, 14, you're up 13-1 game. All right, this is the NBA. Everybody makes a run in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Teams are going to charge back at you. You hold them off by basically playing the same way that got you the the lead that you had. With the prevent. But here's what happens with young teams. With young teams, there's one guy or two guys who say, you know what? I'm going to be the one that gives my team a boost and gives my team a spark. So let me go one-on-one and dribble, in, and, and, and dribble into a double team and turn the ball over, and voila, this is what happens. I'm not saying any names, but it happens <laughs> way too frequently for somebody who gets paid a whole bunch of money. I'm not saying no names, though. Say it with your chest, Jamal. Um, 
I, I, I really hate losing games the same way over and over and mm. over and over again. It's the same thing with this team every time. Lack of defense, not taking care of the ball. The Bulls scored 47 points in the fourth quarter. We turned the ball over five times in, in the last three minutes or something like that. You're not going to win games like that, man. J, JB has a system that predicates itself on ball movement. Yeah. And for some reason, we can't get our point guards to share the ball when we need them to move the ball. So I, is it fair to say that they played like a point guard we had before? Well, According to some of my fans. That that point guard didn't turn the ball over. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Okay, 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 okay. So let you guys you guys are saying that we are not getting the brand of basketball that we once had that we were promised. That being said, how much of that falls on the organization with the team that they've created, considering the fact that this is only this is JB's um second season. So he still doesn't have the team that he won, but how much of this Falls on JB. I have problems with JB. Uh, it, it seemed like early in the year he was sticking by. We're going to play the kids. We're going to let them develop, and whatever happens, happens. Okay. Nick Batum gets hurt first game. Okay. Oh yes. Don't don't, don't <laughs> I, 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 I don't wish harm on nobody, but look, we need you to sit out a little bit. He comes back. We don't see Bacon no more. We don't see Martin no more. Actually, Mark got called down to Greensboro. I love the energy the young kids play with. Nick Batum is lazy. He he has his money. He's like the skinny boards the out. I'm so sick of him. Like, the lazy passes. He, he's, he's not aggressive. He's supposed to be the connector. He's connecting us to losses. That's all he's doing at this so point. So, let me, let me add a little bit more uh, clout to that. And, Jamal, I'll let you take over, okay? So, we're talking about the whole youth development. And even though the primary players are getting um, their run, I want to give you guys a few stats real quick. Since Nick Batum has come back in these last five <laughs> games, Just Nick Batum is averaging 25 minutes per game. Since he's come back. 25 minutes too much. In these 25 minutes, he's given us five and a half rebounds per game. Not as bad. well as five assists per game. Not bad. However, comma, in these five games, he has scored a total of 24 points. He has scored a total of 24 points but in, in, points in game? five games. Yeah, four points. Now, now, Cody Martin who wasn't expected to do too much coming into the season, who kind of ended up being some sort of revelation in the six games prior to him, uh, to Nick Batum coming back. Cody Martin was averaging 21 minutes per game. Mm -hmm. In the five games that Cody, that uh, mm -hmm. Nick Batum has been back, Cody, Cody Martin has logged um, one minute, 45 seconds, 10 minutes, DMP, mm -hmm. DMP, Five minutes. With the energy that he brought, that he was bringing every single night, and the plays that he was making, are, are we getting JB from last year in regards to him going away from what Here, he promised? Here's the only way I can even begin to explain that. And I, and I don't know this for sure, okay? JB must really... JB must really hate guys who he doesn't think can shoot the ball. Cody Martin, it, look, Cody Martin hasn't shot the ball well this year. Let's be let's be fair about that. Nick Batum is more of a perimeter threat than Cody Martin. With twenty four points with, in five games, continue. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it's the only way I can explain it because otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of sense, Vince. It just doesn't because if you got Nick playing all these minutes. I have to go back to this question. Why isn't Michael Kidd Gilchrist playing if Nick Batum is playing? If that's the case, you get what I'm saying? Still on me 26. I just don't get it. I, I Look, JB, in the beginning of the season, he, he said something to the effect of players are going to play regardless of contract and tenure and all this stuff. But here we are reverting right back to the, met, to, to the same crap that was happening last season. I hate to do this. I hate I'm playing devil's advocate and I hate to do it, but I got to say it. There's something that kind of makes me think upstairs is like, hey, man, I'm paying this dude a lot of money. Oh, he's yeah. going to play. 
It has to be. It has to. It be. has to be. He has. He he knows where the bodies are buried. He, I, I firmly believe that there is something behind closed doors that we don't know about that is allowing Nick Batum to continue to log these minutes. Let me say this, though. Let me say this. Marvin, I, I got to give Marvin some props, man. Yeah. I really do. Marvin has earned his minutes. Marvin has, Marvin earned, his has minutes. earned his minutes. I, he, he's such a great fit with these young kids, man. He, he He's like Mentor. a coach on the floor in it, with, with them. Uh, that play, continue to play him like it, <laughs> even even Biz has played okay in his minutes. I, I I can justify Biz playing at least a little bit. Right. And see, I don't even have a problem with Nick Batum getting twenty five minutes per game. What I have a problem is with Nick Batum being out for two plus weeks, missing however many games he did, and as soon as he comes back, he's right. he is starting. He is starting, and he is getting these 20. Well, no, 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 he's not starting. He's not no, starting. But he's first, he's, off, the he's first, first off the bench getting these heavy. Like it's over, over Monk. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Bacon missed two games. And now he's buried with Michael Kidd. And we don't see him anymore. We don't see him. Bacon, Bacon, he has the potential to play good defense. He has the body size. The problem with Bacon to me is he cannot pass. He, he does – like, like his court vision is terrible, and if a shot ain't going, it's not much he's offering. But but at this point, we're in a rebuilding phase. Whether you like it or not, JB, we're in a rebuilding phase. Let him figure this out and get that, out that phone. You you can't, you you just made the point I was going to make, and I was going to say the Hornets need to decide exact what direction they are really taking here. You get what I'm saying? Hold that thought. We, we we will come back to that thought in like 10 minutes, okay? okay. I know why. <laughs> yeah, we will come back to that thought in about 10 minutes. But I want to talk about one player before we go into next week's predictions, okay? Okay. So, so I want to talk about Cody Zeller. I'm watching Cody Zeller play. That's a man. And I am watching this guy do things that he has not done his previous five years. Right. This guy is running the court almost like a North Carolina Tar Heel center if we were talking about college. I watch, I watch, I watch um, Cody Zeller. It was either last night's game or, or the game before. Come from the top of the key and try and give, give us a putback, a one-handed right. put. Like, what do you guys think has gotten into Cody Zeller that he's moving so fluidly Health. this season? Health. He's healthy. And he, and he and he's about twenty seven. He's just hitting his prime. Yeah, he's hitting his prime. When hear something funny, there was a, there was this radio host. I had an argument one day. He said Cody Zeller is not athletic. <laughs> that you just don't watch. If you, you don't watch you don't basketball. Watch. If you say that, you don't alone. Watch. But 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 Cody is what he is. He's a hustle player who's going to max out about twelve points a game. But he's going to give you his max effort. He. He's probably best suited as a six man off the bench for our future center. Right. We're going to talk about later that we may we may draft, but <laughs> Cody or trade for or trade for. But Cody is Cody is what he is at this point. He's not. He's 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 a, a slightly above average NBA player, and that's not completely a bad thing. It's not. We we, we just had bigger expectations of him because he was drafted number four. That's it. And look, I will say this again. People hate on the dude because he's a big, goofy white boy, but he's a big, goofy, productive white boy. And, <laughs> and and I think the criticism he gets from fans is he's not the type of center that Hornets fans are craving, meaning he's not the big, bruising, physical, push the dude out the paint, put put uh, 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 blocking shots every time. He's not that type of center. He's a bit of a finesse. finesse center, and people don't like finesse centers. You get what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean he's not productive. So to Roddy's point again, he's probably more suited to come off somebody's bench. Hopefully it's ours. I wouldn't mind keeping Cody around yeah. if we if we if we got something to don't say it. To, They'll come after you a little bit. So so, so I'm gonna poke the bear here, okay? Okay. Does Cody Zeller play the way that he's playing if Kemba Walker is still here? I think he plays think he better. Better because you have a point guard who is better able to get him the ball and that whole pick and roll system they had, it was always tops in the league. But the problem was with Jamal alluded to, he was never healthy. He put it like this. I don't think he's gonna play eighty two this year. <laughs> it might be forty two. I'm actually because be we're because we're only what seventeen games yeah, to the yeah, season. Right. He might not make it to another twenty five. <laughs> I'm telling you that 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 that's that that's just how he's always been. Yeah. I, I mean, 
let's just knock on wood, man. That, that's about as simple as I can put it. Let's just hope and pray he he is healthy because Lord have mercy. If I got to see Willie Hernan Gomez trying oh to guard and pick and roll, man, boy. Well, well that, that boy plays in Timberlands. Speak, speaking of health, if Cody Zeller were to go down, then we would have to go and get another center. There is a center who has emerged oh, as a boy. top candidate Lord. for us to trade for. Oh, so I'm not going to get it. You guys already know how I feel. I'll say it if I need be. But right now, there are rumors circulating <laughs> around the NBA world that the Hornets are looking for Andre Drummond. Because, because, their record is better than what everyone thought it would be at this time. So the brass apparently they're thinking playoff push now. So what are you guys thinking about possibly getting away from the youth and development movement and going after Andre Drummond? Let me take this one first, sir. Got it. So a couple of weeks ago on this show, I said what I want for the Hornets is to try to build sustain sustained success and not to go out and make emergency and panic trades. Here we are, again, rumored to be making an emergency panic trade that's only gonna make us that much better. So we're looking to sneak in another eighth and seventh seed with, with trading for Andre Drummond. What the hell is the point, man? I Look, I, I look at this trade and I say, Look, there's nothing that's going to stop the Hornets from pursuing this, obviously. Mm -hmm. If they decide to do this, I, I swear to God, I will go down there and I will fight somebody if they give up one of these kids to go get Andre Drummond, man. And it goes back to what I said. What do you? What direction do you want to take? You got to make a decision on that, man. Because are we gonna? Are we going for a, a true youth movement, which could develop into sustain sustained success, or are you looking to just? Continuously fight for this AC again, man. What do you want to do, Hornets? You got to make that decision. Now, with all that being said, if there is some type of trade that involves Nick, MKG, I hope not Cody, but maybe Cody or Biz, as long if it, if the trade centers around one of those big contracts, I'm a little less uh, mad at it. I still don't really want to pursue it, honestly. But if they decide to go that route. They cannot give up on one of these kids yet, man. That that is, and they, and the damn sure better not give up no first round draft picks, man. Can't do it. What you got, Rodney? Embrace the suck. Okay, that 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 just just that that short that sweet. Just em embrace embrace the suck. I mean, I agree. I mean, the, but, no, I just, but don't like, like this is my problem. We've always had tried to have this dual path of development and making a play, trying to win. Right. As my church people say, you can't serve two masters. <clears throat> it's either got to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. We need to continue this rebuild thing. All this money is coming off the, the books at the end of this year. You got forty one no, million. Got, well, we got two million because we still we're still on the books with uh, Nick and Cody for one more year after this. Year. But, but, but MKG Batum, no, no, not Batum. MKG Marvin, Marvin, yeah. and uh, they come off and, and Biz come yeah. off this year. That's roughly forty one million. Right. True that. And so, if you really want drumming that bad. Sit your ass down <laughs> and wait until July. But even then, that just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Because he's, gonna, he's gonna want a long term. And here's deal, the deal. Man. Here's the deal. Uh, actually, Drummond is signed through next year. He's making twenty seven million this season. He's due for twenty eight million next season. He'll probably opt out. You think he'll opt out? Let me tell you why. This free agent market is terrible coming out coming up this summer. He's going to cash out. Somebody's gonna overpay for Andre Drummond. He's gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna walk. And speaking of speaking of that, Andre he even right now this season he's averaging eighteen and sixteen. Let me let me play devil's advocate. <clears throat> what if the Pistons say, "All right, we'll take on Batum. We'll even give you a third point guard that you need, Batum and somebody else for Andre Drummond and third point guard." You take that? See, and I was gonna ask that question because even if we get rid of Nick Batum. Andre Drummond is still being paid two million dollars more, so but, I'm going to deflect. But, but come on now. I wait. No, let, I'm going to deflect. Talk about I'm gonna, Drummond's only twenty six. I'm going to deflect. I'm going to deflect. Andre Drummond comes here. Nick Batum goes there. Right. If you are Detroit, what else satisfies you to come along with Nick? A first round pick. A first round pick or a young guy. Now you're Charlotte. Are you willing to give up a first round pick? You or? better not. So I mean, why? I mean, you think about this last year with that Memphis deal with Gasol. We were not willing to give up a first round pick. 
we smartly made the right choice right. because we got PJ. To me, to, to me, Mitch is still in the same mind frame. Hey, man, if we we suck enough and we, we get enough lottery balls, we get number two picks because we, we basically see the Lakers win one less game than us, jump all the way to number three or four. So here's what's really going to piss me off if any trade goes through involving Andre Drummond. You know what? You know what I'm going to ask if this if this trade happens. Why the hell couldn't this trade happen last year? Agreed. 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 <laughs> I'll just leave it at that, man. And I think the only way to answer that is simply because teams just wanted too much. Right. Yeah. Team, and, and I don't see us making a trade to where someone could look and say, Charlotte won that trade. Or or not even won the trade, but Charlotte came out better for that. I don't see a scenario. No, not right now. I don't, so, not right which, now. Is, which is even more reason why you just chill. Just chill. You just... And, and now, I, and like my whole thing is, how is this even a conversation? How is this rumor even flying right now? I'm, I agree. I, I look. I think they looked at that Brooklyn Nets game and 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 something called Jared, whatever <laughs> Jared, Allen. Jared Allen goes off of what 18, 20, 20 and 22? eighteen or something like that, and they say, God, this is really bad. So let's make another emergency trade like we always do. Just chill, man. It's gonna happen. Just. Like Rodney said, embrace the suck. And if you want Wiseman, we get we could get Wiseman. That 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 kid is pretty good. I wouldn't reach for him, but that's unpopular what? opinion. I wouldn't reach for him. There's somebody better. That's why you're a Florida State fan. Anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is, man, if you're if, if we're in the true youth movement, go try to find somebody young to, to 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 fit that rim protector role. You get what I'm saying? There's somebody out there you gotta want to pursue that's not gonna cost you twenty seven million dollars and you can still be in your quote unquote youth movement. Make that happen instead of this. Panic trade, man. What you got, Rodney? I agree, man. Like, you, there's this thing called the second draft. Okay. Which is basically the disappointing young kids in their second and third year who need a fresh start. Right. Scour that market. Denver has a whole bunch of young pieces. See what they're willing to take from you to get one of the young pieces because they can't pay everybody. Denver's not a big market. Be creative. Go out there and try to find a young piece that, that you can actually develop and play. Get rid of Willie. He needs to be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, not offering us anything. I tell you what, no matter how we feel about Andre Drummond. Taco Falls available. We'll be um we'll be paying attention to Andre very closely <laughs> this week because we're actually about to see him two times in the next seven days, okay? So with that being said, we're gonna get into these Hornets predictions for the next week, okay? Oh, Lord. They got four games coming up. They see Miami on tomorrow. They see Detroit on Wednesday. They see Detroit again on Friday. And then we got Milwaukee coming in on Saturday. Two and two. So, two and two? One and three. You got one and three. Who's the one win you got? Detroit. Okay. We're, we're there. I, I I don't see us losing two games to Detroit. Um, Miami is a loss. Milwaukee is a loss. And Detroit isn't going to let us beat them twice. No. So, I'm going to go one and three as well. I'm going to go one and three. I'll it, this could be over four. It could very easily be over four. It could be very easily be over four. Because... We know we're coming up on the vaulted December, and you know how this team historically does Ooh, in December and January. This, December and January is Ooh, bad. Boy, December and January is bad. That, that, that 10 game losing streak is on the horizon. The frozen. T- no, it, 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 Look, it could be here right it, now. It, it, Look it, at could, this. it could be here now. Because, because, because after those games, we have the Suns, which is a surprisingly good team. I can see us losing that one. Frank and is. we have the Warriors, who we almost lost to. So it's. Well, I, look, look, look. It's a look. Cold winter, we, man. Th- this has been a very depressing show. Okay, this has been very depressing. So, Rodney, uh, we're gonna move into our shout outs real quick for the week, and I, I'm gonna let you start off with the shout outs. Uh, I want to give a shout out to UNCC. Yeah, man. Good shout out. No Good shout out. They no made doubt. a bowl. Good shout out. They have Dabble Junior as their coach. Uh, he'll probably get plucked pretty soon. I'm sorry to say that. That's how it goes. <laughs> this is basically how it goes, yeah. and. Uh, Shout out to you guys, man. That's a, that's a big historic thing for your program to be a bowl eligible. And uh, shout out again to my friends, uh, Shade Lamont, uh, for getting married. Uh, it, was, it was an awesome uh, thing to to witness your union. UNC Charlotte just became D1 back in 2015, for anyone who didn't know that. So this is this is major. That's pretty dope, man. One more shout out. 
I'm actually trying to go to USC Charlotte basketball game. You're actually good again. I haven't been to a basketball <laughs> game since I've been in high school, which is like 01 or 02. Wow, so you only could go to the games when they're good. You sound like a Warriors fan. Hey, Jamal. I'm a Warriors fan. <laughs> Jamal, what you got, man? Um, shout out to my cousin, Guiana, who is celebrating a birthday today. So uh, happy birthday. Miss you. Uh, shout out. Um, shout out to Sukasa and Jay the Attic. Uh, just continue to throw good events, man. Uh, shout out to the diehard Charlotte sports fan <laughs> this week. It's rough. It's been rough, y'all. Just know, just know, we in this thing together, man. And um, I can't say. I, look, man, I'm about to say something that I'm. I, I need to go take a shower immediately after I go say this. It's okay, man. It's okay. Go Patriots. Ooh. Oh man! Yeah. I need, I need some water. Look, yeah. okay. So let me just—I'm gonna block that out of my mind. Uh, I look, mean, it's, it's like the election all over again. I got a shout at, and then I got a shout out. My shout at will be to all of the Stephen A. Kanye West types out there who have viciously <laughs> supported the NFL <laughs> in this latest facade of idiotic. Uh, movements in which they want to call transparency when they when they gave colin kaepernick his quote unquote workout and there were 20 some odd teams who were who were reportedly interested in colin kaepernick everyone was like see this is it it's happening he's gonna get a workout he's gonna start playing and like all you guys can just shut the hell up <laughs> and i said from day one that this man has not played in three seasons and you just don't go three seasons without hiring him to come in and, and, and at least work out and then all of a sudden have interest in him because the NFL put out this sham workout. So here we are a week into this or a week beyond this and reports have started to come out that absolutely zero teams have reached out to Colin Kaepernick mm. and his camp. That's predictable. Pretty doggone predictable, right? Right. Now, we might wake up tomorrow, and he may have signed with somebody, and I will very humbly eat my crow at that point. But for right now, as it stands, I just need you guys to just open up your doggone eyes, okay? Because you, you're looking real goofy right now, all right? <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it at that. On a more positive note, I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Lovey Smith. Yo, have y'all have y'all seen that guy's beard? Little black yeah. Santa Claus, the, yeah. bro, that, yeah. that, that, like gold. Yeah. Well, actually, not gold because I don't. I, I still don't want gray hair right now. But yo, that beard, that beard is dope. And I didn't even know football coaches had beards like that. You just gave me additional shout out. Okay, so, all right. Well, all right. So let me let me give ahead. you guys my little dial chart right now. Okay, so I'm gonna give a little bit of background on Lovey Smith to kind of help drive my point. Okay. Everybody knows he was the head coach at one point for the Chicago Bears. And after finding a way, after going 10-6 uh, one season, the Chicago Bears brass actually found it wise to let him go. Then the 2013 season, he spent all year on vacation, didn't do anything, until he ended up signing with the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2014. His first year with the Bucks, he went 2-14. The second year with the Bucks, he went six to ten. And if anybody followed the Buccaneers during that second season, that six and ten season could have very easily had been ten and six. Could have very easily been ten and six. So things were looking up for him, but their offense was so hot this year. Their offensive coordinator was getting so many offers from around the league. So what did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do? Fire Lovey and hire the coordinator. They fire Lovey Smith <laughs> and they hired the offensive coordinator, the head coach. How's that been working out for And him? I can't remember his name, but I don't think the he's Shano, the head coach. I don't think he's the he's not the head coach. He just All got right. fired last season. So Raheem something, I think. Lovey Smith, um, he ends up finding himself in football coach um purgatory, so to speak, and he ends up taking a, a coaching gig in college. And he becomes the head football coach at Illinois. First season, they go three and nine, then they go two and ten, and then last season they go four and eight. This year, they were down to Michigan State 28 to 3 and came back and won the game. 28 to 3. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say that. Again. I wasn't gonna say anything. I wasn't gonna say anything. After last week, we can't really laugh. I wasn't gonna say anything. But they came back and they won the game something like 
34 to like 31 or something like that. But when they beat Michigan State two weeks ago, it was such a uh, a huge win. It actually made them bowl eligible. That's awesome. And the reason why they stuck out for me because I was scrolling Facebook and the team in celebration actually carried him off the field. Oh, that's dope. So with the things that has happened to Lovey Smith, for me to see that, I just thought that was super dope. No doubt. And I just wanted to put it out there in the atmosphere that I'm happy that he's finally having some sort of success because I can only imagine what he has been through mentally to get fired and have to go through some of the yeah, things no, that he's true. been through. So yeah. big ups to Lovey Smith. I'm not an Illinois fan, but I'll try and check you guys out during bowl season. But yeah, I just had to do that. Yeah. Shout out to Herm Edwards. And I got one more big, shout out. Big too. time win last night. One more shout out. So wasn't it ironic that we want a PI call? Ooh, in the, ooh. In, in the dome. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. We're, Evelina, Evelina we're actually right at an hour right now. So with that said, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening, for watching, for the support. Um, as always, go continue to like, share, watch, subscribe, follow, tweet, retweet, all that good stuff at Under Construction. And uh, we'll see you guys, same bad channel, same bad place next time. Peace, y'all. I'm having nightmares. <laughs>